Geeks! 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 Hello and welcome to episode 82 of Geeks, the world number one entertainment podcast recorded live in these rooms. I'm your host, Al White, and joining me today, Justin Macaroni. Uh, hello. <laughs> that was that was chilling. <laughs> um, and for the first time in, a, how long has it been? It's been a while. Ten years. years. Maybe a year. Ten. <laughs> a decade. Yeah. In a decade, uh, one of the originators, is that a word? Let's go yeah. with it. <laughs> and the last clappers. Alexander Chard, how you doing, man? <laughs> Hello. Good. Good to be back. So nice so nice to have you, man. Yeah. Um, people will also be hearing quite a lot of you soon, because in a few weeks' time, you and I are going to be embarking on the Star Wars Odyssey yep. of franchise podcast. Is, is that like the Odyssey? Odyssey? Yes. Exactly oh, okay. like that. <laughs> Leading up it to The Last Jedi. Really, yeah, which is really the Iliad. The last GD. I still haven't watched the trailer. Yes. Don't. Have you not? That's what I no. wanted to ask you. Don't, don't do it. Yeah. I watched I was, it I was and I went, oh man, well, meh. <laughs> I could see why but I said don't thing, watch it. Because people have gone crazy. Well, people have gone crazy about it, giving away too many spoilers with the new... Because it's, la- it's the final Last Jedi trailer, isn't it? There's no more. This is it's it. the mm-hmm. Last Jedi. Just, just the trailer. The TV spots and all that, probably. Right, right, right. And then, yeah, international ones that will give us something. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I mm-hmm. mean, I'll have to... I, I said in that thread on Facebook, whatever, don't watch it. But my honest thing to not watch it is because it's definitely, like, obviously gives you some things away for sure. I don't think it gives away as much as people are saying it is because people are going fucking crazy about it. And I genuinely think you look at some of it and they're editing people from different scenes together to look like they're talking to each other. Yeah. And they're definitely not. So it's like, I think they're purposely throwing you off the scent with twists and things in the film. But I genuinely don't think the trailer is good enough to bother with any spoilers at all. Like, I'm genuinely just like, if it was fantastic, like those Force Awakens ones, I'd be like, no, you should just see it because it's so good. But it's just like it's good but i it just also I'm still not still not really gonna watch it yeah, yeah don't because also no but that's what i'm saying you'll watch it and you'll feel like oh man i don't know how i feel now about it yeah that's kind of what i mean it's like i don't think you should watch it just because i am certain the film's going to be great because it's ryan johnson and the star wars and all these characters like i'm certain it'll be great but the trail is not fantastic it's just like decent interesting it's just exactly what you'd expect so i don't think it's worth risking any spoilers for a trailer that's just decent or maybe he's trying to jedi mind trick you into watching the trailer like a jedi (laughs) would and it's it's not working because i'm like (laughs) the hut oh snap he's (laughs) he's also the dude that's from the junkyard and uh What's the, what was the other dude? The guy with the wings? Aroused. The blue guy? Forgot his name. Watto. Watto. There you go. See? Yeah. I knew it had to do with which, a W. Which one's Watto? Uh, in Phantom Menace. Slave owner. Oh, oh so you want to win this young boy. Oh, <laughs> Dude, that was oh, good. Man. That was great. <laughs> if you play the game of dice, then you can have him. Dude, that's good. <laughs> Now, I reckon I was, that's I've real been... good, Miss McFarlane. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, Justin, <laughs> Justin is gradually becoming master on this podcast. I reckon. Um, I've been dreading going to those prequels, so now I'm kind of excited. I'm not going to lie. That just made me realize, oh, yeah, he was a funny, he was a funny little CGI boy. 
CGI boy. That's funny. They're all little funny CGI boys in those movies, yeah. and I'm looking forward to getting look- reacquainted. <laughs> You're looking forward to getting acquainted with little boys. Yeah, <laughs> well, with CGI boys. Let's be so, let's be clear. Not the real boys. <laughs> like like uh, what was that Milo? Do you remember Milo for Connect? Like the thing that then got cancelled because it was too creepy with Peter Molyneux, and you talk you like talk to a little virtual boy in your in your xbox via connect and interacted with him i do not want to talk to a little boy in my xbox what is that <laughs> you should you should was YouTube, it, youtube milo connect it's was really it a game fucking creepy click on the link below like, to view it <laughs> it was kind of like uh, i mean it's kind of like having a weird tamagotchi it was like this boy and he was all sad and then he's trapped in your like, box with him and, yeah, excuse well. me <laughs> Yeah, it never never came out. Big surprise. Uh, yeah, but yeah, we're yeah, going to be it. doing all 10 uh, Star Wars films with Christina Masterson. Um, and I'll be starting in a few weeks' time. So look forward to that. Um, then it's going to be two a week leading up to The Last Jedi because there's a lot to cram in. Because we're even doing the fucking Clone Wars car- <laughs> cartoon movie, which is apparently very bad. But we'll see. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> Guys, I want to talk about Guys. all the stuff that's been happening in the last week because there's been a lot of stuff going on. Um, so there were two big games that came out last week. Uh, one was Shadow of War, one was Evil Within 2. Which one should we talk about first? Uh, we could do, uh, let's, we could, we could do Shadow. Yeah, let's do Shadow. Okay, so I've been watching Let's Plays of this. I haven't played it <laughs> you're both you're both just showing off your toys and people right. just listening what? to this podcast what? could take that Wait, i didn't even want. see it i didn't see it so. wait show um, me alex oh is this- <laughs> that's so amazing i remember that i remember i remember sorry um, al alex is showing <laughs> off his legos um all right shadow of war i've been watching some let's plays of this um, obviously, the big old sequel to Middle of uh, Shadow of Mordor, the first one was called, wasn't it? Which was a huge yeah. sleeper hit that year. Some people's favorite game that year. Uh, what was that three years ago now? I think it was something like that. Something like that. Um, yeah, I think it was 2014. Uh, yeah, I haven't played this one yet. Justin, have you played any of this? Uh, I started, but then I, I was told that no one had played Evil Within, so I switched <laughs> to that. <laughs> You switched to that. Yeah. Alex, you put a few hours in, yeah, to Shadow? I, I have put a few hours in, keeping off people from the company account, it would seem. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I hadn't played the first one. Um, so I was coming into it pretty fresh. I kind of understood the concept of the game, that it was pretty much sort of just like a hack and slash sort of type thing set in the Middle Earth world. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've played a few hours now and really, really enjoyed it. It sort of caught me by surprise a little bit. Um, It's certainly not perfect, but the world is just so dynamic. Like when you're exploring it, there's just so many like mini battles going on around you and um, just orcs doing their own thing. And like, it's just, it's, it's so alive and dynamic and, and active that it's really fun to kind of go around and get involved in little skirmishes and then jump out of it and go somewhere else and then do the campaign or find like 
orc captains to defeat and all this um and i think if you're a, a tolkien fan i mean i i loved the books and the films obviously i'm not a i think adrian would probably be the biggest like tolkien buff in our little geeks network Nerd. Um, but i'm a big i'm a big fan as well maybe not to that level but if you like the the mythology of middle earth and some of the lore like this game really explores more of that which is also really cool within the campaign and like the forging of the rings and sauron and how he was like trying to get all these power and um and sort of uh over overthrow all these surrounding cities around mordor and so it was really cool i've been really surprised and i'm really enjoying it and some of the voice acting is really great especially amongst some of the orcs um kumail nanjiani star of silicon valley and the big sick plays one of the orcs which i only found out because he did a game <laughs> review with conan o'brien um and he, he was really embarrassed going into it when he was telling conan and he's like I don't know if it's going to be funny because they wanted me to be a funny orc. And then when he comes up, they didn't change his voice at all, which he thought they were going to. So he just sounds like him. <laughs> it's really <laughs> weird and funny. Uh, and I got up to like, I could, f- I finally met him in the game uh, yesterday. And it, yeah, it's hilarious. Cause he just sounds as he sounds in real life. Um, but yeah, they're, they're my kind of thoughts. It's, it's cool. I really, really like it. So how, um, because I know the first game, the first game kind of built on what they call Batman combat, essentially, you know, the stuff that yep. did so well in the Arkham series. Um, and then Assassin's Creed kind of built on that as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I think like Assassin's Creed had it, Batman sort of not perfected it, but, you know, like really took it to a different level. Then Assassin's Creed started taking from Batman and then Shadow came out suddenly and yeah, it was taken from both of them. Um, and I've heard some reports from people saying like, this game really, really feels like you know and uh, uh a successor to assassin's creed in a strange way but yep. then we have assassin's creed origins coming out in like a week's time and people who have been playing that says so like that feels even more like like the next thing kind of thing so i think that's the worry for people at the moment it was where the last one came out with no hype the sleeper hit took everyone by storm this one people have been really really excited about and ostensibly from the reviews most people are saying it's not that pretty but it's you know good looking enough um and it plays like the last one. So if you haven't played the last one, which I was interested, I didn't know you had, hadn't played the one before. Um, but it's saying like, if you're coming to it fresh, it's probably going to be really, really exciting. But if you yeah. played the last one, it is a lot of the same ideas, you know, just slightly more refined, essentially. Um, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, when, yeah, my, my immediate reference when I started playing it having only a kind of general idea what it was like was like oh my god this is this is uh like an assassin's creed type clone the way you can sort of run towards buildings and and the environment and and dash and climb up it and climb down but for me it felt like it wasn't as the mechanics of that weren't as refined and as polished as assassin's creed yet like the just the way that kind of he climbs up and he runs around like i feel like they've got that nailed down now in that franchise you know what i mean like they're slightly tweaking it every now and again but it it just really flows whereas sometimes i found in the mechanics of this game i don't know if it's just me on the controller but sometimes like i'll be hitting like bouncing against a wall before he like clings onto it and and jumps and okay, stuff so like even that. even 
So even before Origins comes out, you think this game isn't quite matching the sort of fluid mechanics of previous Assassin's games? Yeah, just just for that reason, just just the the sprinting and hopping and building leaping. I don't think it has yeah. quite the fluidity of an Assassin's Creed game. The fighting mechanics, yeah, they're absolutely uh, spot on and alike to the Batman series and Assassin's Creed. And they're really fun. Like, it, it really flows. Um, and, I mean, it doesn't it doesn't get too repetitive. You know, it's not just sort of like strike, 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 block, strike, 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 because I think there's such a diversity of um different orcs and and uh enemies for you to battle even within one battle because they can just sort of like start piling up um they all they all take different techniques to to bring down and some of them like the captains will learn if you start blocking them a certain way or jumping over them they will adapt and learn that move and prevent you from doing it so you have to constantly adjust and adapt and adapt and you can also approach it I guess like Assassin's Creed, you can approach some battles uh, in a stealth manner or you can approach them from atop something and do like ranged attacks, which are really cool. So there's there's still a lot of diversity within how, how you approach certain battles and fights that it doesn't feel as maybe repetitive as certainly the Batman games did. Oh, well, actually, that's I can't be a huge judge on that. I only played the last Batman. Um, and for me, that felt just repetitive the whole way through. Um, yeah well that was a big thing I wanted to like because yeah the, the thing that this series is most famous for is the nemesis system which is kind of what you're saying like in terms of the game learning from you uh, learning through the battles but then the whole thing is yeah when, when you like hurt an orc and he spends like five hours later in the game he's tracked you down and suddenly mm-hmm. turns up screaming your name and then you can recruit him through the nemesis system and then just yep. like build this kind of pillar of cards essentially through pissing people off <laughs> really yeah. um and that's kind of the cool thing which i'm still surprised more games haven't taken from yet um i guess we're getting to the point now three years later where games in development at that point should be coming out around about now they're influenced by mm-hmm. that system but like looking at the playthroughs and it was the same problem i had with the first one i was just kind of like and i don't know like i might be judging it unfairly but it looked like a lot of battles which for me i'm i'm just in my own play what I want to play at the moment, I'm just kind of airing away from things where I fight too much, really, yeah. in them. And it looked like a lot of battles. And then just the scenery for me just didn't look like something I really wanted to explore, if you know what I mean. It just looked yeah. a little bit drab. Um, is, are there different types of environments or is it really... Yeah, so there's different environments. Kind of- so you could you start in uh, uh, Minas Ithil, which is like one of the main cities that the Gondorians are trying to protect from um the orc army and then you go like to different places within mordor like different cities within mordor and they're all quite diverse i've I've only been to three at this point um so i yesterday i just got to act two like it it was cool it had like a little cut scene and there was like act two and rise to power so like now i'm at the stage where i'm recruiting people so the first act actually was pretty long it went for a few hours but i also spent a lot of time doing side missions just to build up my xp um before like really knuckling down on the campaign but the and so sorry to get back to your point uh, question yes the environments are pretty diverse um so the second city i went to was like more 
it was like in the side of a mountain and it was all kind of cave based and now i'm in one in the second act which is by the sea and has a forest next to it um but you're right if it's it's not it doesn't it's certainly not the prettiest looking game but for me like i said at the start it's how dynamic the world feels especially that first city minasith or when the the battle is like raging the whole time you're doing missions there so you can be on top of a building and you're seeing like fireballs shooting across in the distance or you stumble across a bit and there's orcs and gondorians fighting each other or orcs that have gondorians as prisoners and they're walking them off to some other point it just that is what really appealed to me um and and being a fan of the lord of the rings um i just felt very immersed in that which was cool which is really cool. right 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 okay I'm going to give it a go for sure. Yeah, I've heard the beginning is like the worst bit as well. Like the, the that it takes you a little while to get into the meat of it. And then once mm-hmm. you're in the meat, it really, really is. Yeah, like exciting. Yeah. Uh, Justin. Hello. The Evil Within 2. So this is the sequel to another kind of sleeper hit game, really. Uh, that came out from Shinji, what's it called? Shinji Murakami, is that his name? Uh, oh, the creator remember. of the original Resident Evil series. Yeah. Um, and this is really, in many ways, the, the true successes to the Resident Evil games. Oh, totally. Um, and then the first one came out. Did you play the first game? Uh, no, I've seen bits and pieces of it. Uh, a friend of mine did the voice of the kid that was in it, the one that's, like, all white. And nice. And all that. Yeah. So nice. I saw s- some of his segments and then people playing it. I was like, uh, I don't know, <laughs> yeah. spooky game? Not so much. <laughs> Yeah, I think I played an hour of it, and I was like, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the thing, though. The opening hour of the first one is fucking crazy. Like, just when you wake up hanging upside down, and you see that guy, and then you creep off, and then you're running through, like, calls being chased by him, and then you go through, like, a grinder, and it's just, it's just, like, nightmare after nightmare after nightmare. This one, this one's definitely more of a slow burn, for sure. It's definitely a yeah. different type of horror for the most part i'm finding um and it's definitely influenced by silent hill 2 the story is largely from about trying to find your kid in this yeah. deserted sort of town uh there's a lot of resident evil 7 in there as well um there's like a whole ton of new rep some of pt is even in there as well yeah it's it's uh, all the some, yeah definitely some uh twin peaks as well yeah it's definitely all that like iconic horror type of game uh stuff because a lot of the mechanics and just the gameplay felt like the resident evil series was like oh man this is just straight up resident evil like all the old stuff where you're just you go you want to check everything and then you're like oh cool i can only like do certain actions and then the tight camera frame where you're like great i can't i have no like field view because it's just so tight in there yeah no no no, completely it it feels like resident evil 4's like sequels like with the way it controls and everything i actually like i don't know if you had this i've had a tiny bit of uh input lag on the game which i actually started testing because i thought maybe it was in my head uh but playing on xbox one um with a pro controller so it should be fine but whenever i press it there's like just the tiniest hesitation in movement both with camera and physical movement of the character um which is frustrating me a little bit Mm. yeah i haven't experienced anything like that uh i do i don't know if 
if it's something I pressed or it's just always been there. But there's this little white arrow, and it's happened since the uh, crouch behind the yes. the couches, and it's just always there. I'm like, what the yeah, fuck yeah, is yeah. this little arrow? Why is it here? Yeah. Yeah. I spent ages like trying to find what is it pointing to the whole time before I realized, oh no, it's just a little fucking ghost arrow that's now gonna follow me around sporadically throughout the rest of the exactly. game. Exactly. I've decided the game's it's, getting uh, into your head. Yeah. I've decided <laughs> Yeah. But like that's it, like okay, so the beginning it starts um no spoilers for like any of these games, but it, it starts with a scene that I think is is pretty cool. And then it goes into for me just hot garbage trash which is the exposition chunk where suddenly you're just into all that stuff i hated about resident evil of like here's all of the scientists and laboratories and all the mumbo jumbo bullshit which for me just doesn't work and then you get into the credit sequence and the credit sequence is fucking brilliant like it's so cool um and from that point onwards it starts building in this really cool way yeah, that sequence reminded me of like Assassin's Creed where you're running and it's like loading everything and you're just like, oh, I'm in this like, yeah, spot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It is. But like, yeah, but like how you get into that, like how you kind of burst from the top, you know, like down kind of thing and you're floating, You get out like style. It's, it's really, really. Because here's the thing like this. Yeah, no, it's really get out. It's really, really get out. But this is the thing, like the game, I think is really well directed. Like the art design is phenomenal. The um, the actual direction of cutscenes is really really cool. Like there's some great, cool, interesting camera movements and stuff in there. But there's a combination of pretty bad dialogue and just really uneven English voice acting. That like as soon as I started playing it, I actually went back to the menu screen to see if I could turn it to Japanese. Um, just because then I wouldn't notice the bad dialogue so much, dude. But oh my god, you can't do that. I only had the option of French or German. <laughs> yeah, it's it, the voice actors in it are. I don't even know, man. I don't understand how they have some of the voice actors in there. I'm like, wow, this is really bad. Particularly the lead guy. Like for me, like it's just he's ridiculous the whole time. Yeah, he's just like speaking like this all the time. Where's my daughter? <laughs> It's just ridiculous. It's yeah, like, even the sequence, and it's so annoying he's because he's, to his he's wife. an interesting character. Yeah, yeah, completely. He's just like pretending to be Wolverine the whole time. It's like a cosplay. Um, and then they throw in like, yeah, I just, I just don't like like. There's this weird fetish that the Resident Evil games they have for all of these like, you know, counter terrorist units and bio units and just like men who look like they've walked out of the matrix with sunglasses and long black coats on and it just feels so weird and dated but then the rest of the game is really visually cool and like progressive so i don't know why why is he the only one who goes in by himself they're just like oh our entire staff of elite soldiers are missing you will single-handedly go in by yourself because clearly shit is going wrong in the system you're a technician you studied the system like no send the fucking b squad and him Yeah, no, lit- literally none of the story makes any sense. Like, the contrived nature by how they get him to go back in, uh, into, and I didn't get to the end of the Evil Within one, so I went on to IGN and they had, like, a within four minutes, here's the story of Evil Within one. 
if you want to have your brain broken, go and watch four minutes of the story of evil within one because it's fucking bananas it's so <laughs> ridiculous and what i kind of liked about what i played link evil below was that it seemed simple <laughs> and no it could just go it's like it's like the matrix it's so ridiculous yeah so i just i wish they would uh make it more simple because i really like the game i just i was really actually ready i don't play horror games much anymore and i was ready to get my teeth into something that was like a 12-hour experience but i think this is like a 20-hour experience or something i don't know i don't know if i'm gonna play it through to be honest but i'll definitely do a few more hours um and give it a try yeah i feel the same way i mean it's the voice acting is just oh gosh I don't know. I can't. I can't stand listening to these people. So it makes me not care about anyone or any of their problems, and it makes me just go, "Well, you guys are all idiots. You should probably just never create a machine like that if it went horribly wrong the first time." Um, yeah. Just, just pretend your daughter's dead, dude. Just be like, she's dead already. There's no <laughs> way she's alive. She's in a machine, so she clearly is dead. But yeah, you guys gotta let it go. Just let it go. Just let it go. That's what I would say. This is what I just want like what I really want is just a compressed version of the highlight reel because there's some when they, when you have those cool moments and there's some really cool surreal moments in that opening even like you know like walking one way and then you hear a noise behind you and you turn around and the room's different and then there's a painting of like a door and you walk over the door and then you turn around and what's behind you is different again and the door is there that is in the painting and just like yeah cool fucked up stuff and i just i just want all of that stuff with none of the fucking garbage narration yeah <laughs> i i kept opening the door and trying to run around to see if it would like have any clipping yeah. issues none i was like damn they're so good they're really good like it's very smooth it's very cool yeah um but yeah so i guess those are both two hesitant recommends from us i guess yeah, shadow of war i did forget to mention something about shadow of war um, well, it's too late. We've moved on. Okay. It's just in the shadows <laughs> now. You'll have no, go on. No, no. So the, uh, during the cutscenes, your main character is wearing like the default outfit and not your upgraded <laughs> outfit. And that really, really bugs me. That for me is an immediate... Out. No, no recommendation. I'm, I'm not... Fu- <laughs> I fuck, fuck that game. I don't that- care what it does well. If you're wearing a fancy hat, and, and I've seen some orcs wear some fancy pirate hats in that game. In yeah. Playthroughs. If you're wearing one of those and the cutscenes don't show you wearing that fancy pirate hat, fuck it. Get yeah. the don't fuck out of there! Because you know what? Tolkien wanted you to be wearing that fancy hat. Yeah, he fucking <laughs> wanted you to wear that hat. And they I was wearing that hat. <laughs> it's based off of a real story! You just draw it on the TV. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, okay, so another game that I think we've all been playing in some respect or at least tried is uh, Cuphead, which we talked about last week when it came out. It's now just, it's already gone platinum. It's sold a million uh, copies since release on September the 29th. Um, so that's just basically a couple of weeks um, and sold a million copies. Doing great and very well deserved, obviously, the amount of incredible hard work that's gone into making that video game. Um, I don't know, Alex. I haven't. I haven't heard at all if you've been playing this game. I know your wife is playing it right now. I think in the other room. Yeah, she was. I think she's taking a break. <laughs> she's she's rage quitting. Yeah. Uh, yes. No. I have played it. It is so. It's for me. It's it's yes. It is difficult, but it's not even frustratingly difficult. It's so beautiful and so much fun to play with people. Um, I love it. 
it's so much fun. It's so much fun. Yeah. Paid awesome. by Cuphead and Microsoft Xbox Studios. <laughs> <laughs> You're just counting your money right now. People can't see. Yeah. Um, I haven't played it. Cause this is the thing. Because, Justin, you're talking about playing it in co-op as well. I haven't played this in co-op. I've been playing this purely by in single player because I'm a sad, sad, lonely boy at the moment. Uh, I'm a lonely boy. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so it's been a very... This has been like a Dark Souls journey for me. Yeah, <laughs> I bet. Playing this game. And every day I have like a rule. So I actually had a really busy like last week, which is rare for me. Uh, but I had like a normal sort of job structure. I had to commute. I'm in London right now and I had to commute on tube early in the morning and I commute back very late at night and not get much sleep. And I, um, I had a rule with myself that I would do one boss a day um, just to like keep gradually progressing. And I've managed to stick to that. And I only take a day off when I did like two bosses the day before. But fuck me. <laughs> Some of this game so ridiculously just i i've rarely gotten so angry playing a video game as i have with just a few like there are certain points we just like oh that was the perfect like curve you know and <laughs> every time you play it you get a little bit better but then there's some where it's like oh i get better 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 and then i'm just just trashing it for ages and i just can't do anything and i just want to throw my pad across the fucking room like it's but <clears throat> it, like you say it's so pretty that you just keep wanting to see what's that next animation what's the next evolution of that boss like what cool little yeah. treat is it going to be it'd be interesting Did to see that how you feel when you play it co-op and if that <clears throat> yeah i'm sure that will eliminate some of that frustration um because then you can have friends that die before you and it's like ah, oh, suck shit oh shit now i'm on my own you take well, each you other can, you can yeah yeah, and Insane. you can bring each other back to life with the yeah. ghosts, can't you, by parrying? Yeah. 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 Um, also, there's an awesome sound, and, it, and it's kind of like um, an achievement, like a rare achievement. I got it on because I was just, like, frustrated. And it was because you can parry pink things, anything that's pink. Yeah. So the, the stage we were talking about last Just like time, real life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, the la- that stage we were talking about the circus one um i forgot to mention was or maybe i did mention but you can parry the pink balloon and if you mash the parry so much on the balloon you'll get a rare achievement and it'll play this crazy music and it'll give you like a diamond trophy looking thing and it goes rare achievement uh parry mm-hmm. on f- uh, five parry jumps on something or whatever it's really cool oh really and on the same thing like five par- yeah Oh, nice. I've broken the game, yeah, by I, the way, by doing I, parry jumps. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck this game. <laughs> <laughs> I, lo- I love the rare achievements when you get those now. They're really cool. You get that yeah. spinning diamond in the light. Yeah, and it's like, and you're like, what? What did the hell is that? Yeah, I know. The first time it happened, it was like, did I do something bad? It's like yeah. Xbox possessed. Dude. It's like, no, you did a good job. <laughs> you're a special. Xbox one. But yeah, it's made a ton of money. Very happy for them. Um, I'm just about to hit world three on it. I've got like one more boss to do and then I'm in that, that last world. Man, finally. Um, just I'm definitely going to play for <laughs> um, What else happened this week? Uh, the New Mutants trailer came out, which is ostensibly... So I'd heard this was happening. I didn't know they'd filmed it, I'll be honest. I thought this was still like one of those it's going to happen at some point. But this is Fox, Marvel. So really ostensibly, this is the next X-Men movie. Um, do you, have you guys seen this trailer? Yeah, 
No, I completely forgot to watch that one. Wow. Sorry. Justin, how did you how did you feel? Um because you're an X-Men fan. Yeah, uh I didn't even know about this. So when I was watching, I was like, is this the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? <laughs> legitimately. <laughs> legitimately. I thought it was You legitimately thought. I legitimately thought. <laughs> and I was waiting for it. And then, you know, there's like a hint of powers. I was like, uh, Okay, is this like new <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Like there's different evil guys? And then I saw that doctor and I was like, oh, she kind of looks like an X-Men doctor. I'm like, oh, oh, it's like X-Men. <laughs> and then I was confused. I'm X-Men. like, wait, does this have anything to do with X-Men? Because it's a horror-like film. It's spooky. I'm like, what are you guys afraid of? You're freaking mutants. Um, yeah, but it's it's fucking crazy though isn't it because yeah, yeah like, i didn't know what to expect and i genuinely thought that this was a tv show i thought because you got that x-men gifted coming out yeah we've got legion which is out right now and if if people at home aren't watching legion by the way watch check out legion at least no. the first episode it's fucking cool it's Just really kidding. cool uh, <laughs> no it's so weird and so arty and strange and funny um but the, yeah and then this i thought would be another tv show and then i'm watching it and I was only half paying attention to begin with. And then I started to realize this is a horror film. Like, this is a legitimate horror film. What the hell is going on? And then it got to the end and I, and I saw, like, the Fox logo, the Marvel logo. And I was like, that's a, it's a genuine canon, like, X-Men movie. I have no idea how it ties into, you know, the everything else that they're doing right now with X-Men. Because they're going back into Phoenix, aren't they, right now? The Dark Whoa. Phoenix saga. Um, with, what's her name from Game of Thrones? Who's playing... Sansa, uh, yes, Sansa. Um, but it's like, yeah, Alex, you should check this out at some point. It's just so weird. I'm actually watching it now with yeah, no sound no. on. I, yeah. <laughs> I was watching you watch it because you did this. You went, <laughs> yeah, I just went. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's they're crazy. They got their like uh, nightmare heads in the wall kind of yeah. Scene. That's yeah, cool. Exactly, not my Elm Street stuff. And I really like the font, like the title font's really cool. Um, yeah, I'm excited about this movie. It looks great. Um, that, that was actually more than The Last Jedi for me. That was the trailer that came out over the last week or so that, that took me by surprise. And I was kind of like, that's, I want to see that movie. Um, all right, I want to talk about, I've been going to the movies the last couple of days. I've had two days off and I was like, I'm just going to go to movies. So I took my friend Haruka and we did a double bill. Uh, last night one of the films we're going to be talking about later on in american releases that are coming out this week so we'll get to that um the (laughs) other film saw is a uk horror film called the ritual which is uh i don't know when it's getting a u.s release and if it does i can only imagine it'll be limited is Uh, the ritual the one with spall or whatever his name is no it's a it's a i don't think so it's about four british lads yeah yeah that's um, the one yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We yeah. saw the trailer at uh, yeah. Fire The dude that's from uh, um, Shaun of the Dead and the Hot Fuzz. No, 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 no. There's no one from Shaun of the Dead or Hot Fuzz, isn't it? Uh, but we did show the trailer at that thing. There's four English guys. One of them was from Beaver Fools, which I watched the whole movie going, I know this guy from something. That's um, from Shaun of the Dead. Rafe Spall. What is he in Shaun Rafe of the Dead? Spall. He was Spall. the he guy plays- at the electronics store. Yep. And, oh, then he, and then he's one right. of the, detec- the, the detectives with the mustaches, the Andes. Oh, right. How do you know that guy? I'm English and I don't even know that guy. Because I pay attention to quality acting. 
What's he done that was big? Like, I think what? he was also in um, Prometheus. Yep. I could be wrong. Oh. Uh, yeah. No, I said, what has he done that's big? <laughs> oh, he uh, was... Uh, <laughs> uh, I think he did a play called... Con- did he do the Nick Payne Constellations play? Called uh, what? Constellations. Uh, Constellations. I think it was him. He did like... He does a lot of plays and stuff. Oh, I'm sorry, Justin. What do you know this actor from? Oh, from a play. Did you see that play? Yeah, yeah that's what I, I, I know from. I did, I did Fuck see you. And your Clearly, highbrow entertainment. Clearly, you don't watch the fine arts, Al White. <laughs> of the theatre. I the presume theater. I'm more British than you. Um, anyway, so it's about, well, it's about five guys. Something sad and tragic happens to one of the guys. And then the other four go off on this kind of holiday to re- basically remember him by on this hike through what's meant to be Norway and Sweden, uh, but it's actually Romania because that's where they shot it. And like for uh, pie. They, they get one of them gets a bit injured and they decide to take a shortcut through the woods because nothing bad ever happens through woods. Um, and then spooky stuff ensues. I don't want to say anything else about it because um, really the less you know, the better. But it's really good. I don't like British horror films very often. Um, at all uh, but this is a really really cool film um, it drags a little bit towards the end um, but then it redeems itself with a very like yeah like I said I don't want to give any anything away but it it goes to some cool places um, in the ending and it's genuinely pretty spooky there's a couple of scenes in it which genuinely like I don't get spooked very easily and there's a couple of scenes I was like yeah that's Pretty creepy and play on sort of Blair Witch themes and stuff like that. Oh, nice. Um, well <laughs> worth a watch. Ooh. Blair Watch scene. Gotcha. Copy that. Uh, yeah, the other film we saw last night, I'll talk about when we get to in releases. Uh, but I want to talk about a couple of Netflix things that went up this week as well. David Fincher had his new TV show called Mind Hunter. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen any of that. Mind Freak! It. No, no. I, I, I heard a <laughs> little magic piece show? about it on the radio the other day, but I haven't watched it yet. So, so that- I had a friend uh, called Ricky D, um, who does some great podcasts, um, and he was raving about it on my Facebook. He was saying it's like he watched all of it in one day. So I was like, all right, it was uh, David Fincher. I'll check it out for sure. Um, and it's really good. It's, it's set in the mid-70s or late-70s uh, in the FBI, and it's really about uh, the turning point in how the FBI had to approach uh, a whole new, like, like serial killers, basically, like Son of Sam and Manson and things like that. And it was just oh. coming straight away after that with how they had to approach the way that you... Basically, like, you always used to judge these people as they're crazy and they do bad things because they were born to do evil, basically. Yeah. And how this one guy is trying to figure out there's more to it than that. There's psychologically more to how people get to these places and how we judge that and then how we deal with that in a negotiation kind of situation. Um, but it's, yeah, it's like, it's quite funny. It's dark. It's quite sexy in places. Like, it's got some great acting. Um, and it's been the first, I've only watched the first two episodes so far, but they've both been directed by David Fincher. Um, it definitely doesn't have David Fincher's, like, absolute, uh, you know, incredible style really present in the first two episodes, but it is... It's still definitely a David Fincher movie. I'm in. I'm definitely watching that. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, And the other thing, I literally just finished watching right now, just before we came to do this podcast, because I wanted to see it. I don't know if you noticed this as well. Just went up on Netflix this week, uh, which is The Babysitter. 
Which one? Oh yeah, that. <clears throat> the uh, yeah. The... Ah! Directed by Muk G, <laughs> one of one of my least favorite directors in the world, um, who previously did the two Charlie's Angels movies, and has the most stupid director name possible. <laughs> like it's uh, but holy crap, is it a fucking good film? Like it's so fucking much it's so much fun like i i really love this movie um and it's kind of difficult because i think if i hype it up too much maybe people go "Eh, it wasn't that great but like i was halfway through watching it and i was sitting there just going i think this is really really good but i needed kind of validation (laughs) so i went on to a few horror sites that i trust to see what they said about it and yeah all of them are just like this is one of the best horror comedies of all time this goes in those top 10 like you know the behind the mask short of the dead you know all these great horror comedies it's not necessary it's not as good as short of the dead don't get me wrong but it's a really really fun film about a 12 year old boy and then crazy shit happens with his babysitter basically in the house it's really really funny like there's about it's funny throughout but then there's three points that i haven't laughed that much in quite a long time and it's really violent, like really bloody. I've never seen a 12-year-old around so much violence. And there's a lot of swearing, a lot of adult situations. But it's also really sweet. Like it has this really sweet center to it that is balanced perfectly with the darkness. And it's just like the perfect... It's like how you remember kids' movies now as grown-ups, you know, looking back at the 80s and 90s. And you'd have like, you know those like the adventures in babysitting movies and stuff like that or john hughes movies it's like how you imagine them but if they were then done to an adult scale of what you want now in terms of blood and context it's it's yeah it's a lot of fun highly highly recommend i'm in um and it's only like 85 minutes long so it's like a really short just fun so if you're like ever feeling drab it's just a good pick me up i think um all right where are we at okay we're about halfway uh so we're gonna do our mitra outro here since we're about midway through the podcast this is where we realize thank you jess (laughs) he came up with that song by himself alex uh (laughs) this is a mitra outro we know that people don't stick around to the end of the podcast because why would you uh to learn where you can head over stuff so we're gonna tell you right now where you can go to support us and see our other content you just head over to wearegeeks.com and you can branch straight out to everything that's gonna have our twitch content uh which we occasionally go on there but we're gonna be building that more we did a season with a char kirk where we threw some weird games at her and we're gonna do some more seasons in the future you can also branch out to our podcast sections on itunes you can subscribe to this that goes up every tuesday but you can also subscribe to uh, our horror channel which goes up every Friday. And right now, we're in the middle of the Texas Chainsaw franchise. We just in. We're doing uh, Texas Chainsaw 3D. Is this week's episode. Texas Chainsaw 3D! It's <laughs> you, me, and Allie. <laughs> and then the week after that, uh, we have uh, Leatherface, which is just coming out. Um, and then we'll be doing a wrap-up. And then coming straight away after that one, uh, Alex, we're going to be doing Child's Play uh, with some lucky fucker as well. All right. Um, and i'm really excited actually for child's play um 
And yeah, we've already done Friday the 13th, we've done Nightmare on Elm Street, we've done Invasion of the Body Snatchers, um, and we've also done a Danny Boyle one, which is not horror, but there you go. Danny Boyle! Uh, <laughs> and you can also go straight there to email us. We have an email link straight there on wearegeeks.com if you want to talk to us, tell us any content you want, tell us you love us, tell us you hate us, whatever you want to see or hear. Or if you don't want to go onto our website, just email mail at wearegeeks.com, mail at wearegeeks.com. You could probably spell mail however you want to. Um, I'm That's trying what I was about to, to send, ask. I was trying to <laughs> send a uh, physical letter to the Geeks boys. How do I do that? <laughs> I just you wanted to just tell them it. to fuck off. <laughs> I just you wanted write to it say on a garbage can. They're lovely and boys. You let, your, you let your weekly garbage collector take it. He'll know. He'll know where to bring it. I love the humor from those young boys. <laughs> we have. Uh, yeah, Justin, we're going to do this later, but we have, we, have, we have some very cool Twitch things coming. We've got a potentially cool Twitch thing coming with Nate, actually, which I've been talking to him about. Yeah. And I'm, ex- I'm excited to get into I'm excited to. Uh, but we'll reveal more on that later. It should be um, great! If you can, subscribe on iTunes to We Are Geeks. It will really help us out. Leave a star rating and subscribe. Thank you very much. All right. That's Justin. Good. Yes. Your hair looks beautiful today, I just wanted to say. Oh, thanks, man. There's two. Um, Alexander Chard. How are going to give you back your old mantle, sir? You're going to be giving us some of the releases and some Crip Pratt. Chris, Crip, Crip Pratt. Chris Pratt, can you give us some money? Uh, which I haven't got to call it that in a long time. So yeah, so this morning I was, I was in the shower. You are in the shower? Um, <laughs> yeah, I was in the shower. Oh, it was that, that time of the week? It was that oh. time, of the wi- time of the month, actually. It was that time of the month. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> Well, for me never go in the shower when it's the time <laughs> <laughs> and uh i was having a hot shower i started to lather some body wash all over my body okay. um, as you do mm-hmm. and i noticed that the window was open Did you do- well, uh, why was the window open was it was it a mystery to me and i felt a cool breeze oh. hitting my hot body lathered in soap and okay. <laughs> i just had a sudden impulse a sudden flash oh. It was like what lightning was it? just struck me. And and I just got out of the shower. It was still running. And I opened the window. I didn't okay. care that I was still soapy and naked. Uh, um, and then what? And I just screamed out, out of the window, <gasps> as loud as I What'd could. What'd you scream? What, what'd you scream? Chris Pratt, can you give me some Pratt, money? Can you give me some money? Can you give me some, give me some money? money? <laughs> that means it's time for this week's cinema and game releases. Oh, it felt so good to yell that out again. I gotta change my pants. I just, I just, someone in the apartment above me at like one forty-five in the morning in the UK just woke up. Going, what, 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 what? Chris Pratt? Chris, Chris Pratt's in the building. Is um, he doing handouts? Yeah. So uh, I'm going to start with the US cinema releases uh, oh, yeah, for for this uh, this coming Friday. Um, so there is a lot. There is a lot happening. There are a lot of films coming out this week. Um, so starting off is The Snowman, directed by Thomas Alfredson, who did uh, Let the Right One In and Tinker Taylor, Soldier Spy. And this movie stars Michael Fassbender, Rebecca Ferguson, Chloe Sevigny, Val Kilmer, J.K. Simmons, Charlotte Gainsbourg, and Toby Jones. What a cast. And I think nice. this is a, uh, a thriller. It's about a detective called Harry... <laughs> Harry Hall. <laughs> Harry yep. Hall. Or if I said that in an That's American... That's his actual name. Yeah. If I said this in an American down. accent... Yeah, if I said this in an American accent, it'd be Harry Hall. 
Uh, <laughs> what about an Australian accent? Hairy ass. <laughs> Arse. Um, Detective Harry Hole. I can't, can't believe that. How am I going to take this movie seriously now? <laughs> Detective Harry Hole investigates the disappearance of a woman whose pink scarf is found wrapped around an ominous looking snowman. Have you guys seen the trailer for this This one? is the other movie. I've seen this movie, man. I saw it last night. This is the other movie I want to talk about. Because uh, it came out in UK a week early. Baffling. This movie has to be seen by everyone. And I mean that. But don't go to the cinema. Uh, torrent it or something. Because they should not be encouraged. Let's be, let's be crystal clear. This movie, like me and Haruka came out of it could not be more baffled you've got an incredible cast of people a director who's done two fantastic movies beautiful cinematography marco beltrami is doing the music great composer and this film i honestly want to write a book about it with every as you go through every scene because every scene is horrible but for reasons that you can't quite comprehend like it's always different it's not just one thing it's everything from editing to dialogue to just incomprehensible narrative to ridiculous like musical riffs to voiceover that like Val Kilmer's in this movie who by the way looks like a weird melted Boglin. I don't know what's happened to him, <laughs> oh but I don't bat, I don't know what happened to Batman. It's really upsetting. I don't I feel really bad if he actually had an accident or something, but he does not look right. And they try as hard as they can to not have his mouth moving on screen because they've got someone and it cannot possibly be him doing his voice. And he's really deep like this the whole time whenever he speaks. And it is not Val Kilmer's voice. And it's completely in the wrong places. And when you do see it, it doesn't lip sync in any way whatsoever. And it's clearly just this horrible VO. And it happens numerous times throughout the movie. They've got J.K. Simmons doing this weird British voice that doesn't make any sense. And you literally just get scenes like... Like, there's a scene where Harry Hole is sitting down. <laughs> spread next spread to Ben. <laughs> Michael Fassbender, by the way. Michael Fassbender, God bless him. He's just doing his thing. He has no idea that he's in this baffling movie. And he's, like, sitting down and there's a police officer next to him. And the police officer has a file... And Fassbender just, like, looks really depressed. And there's no reason, like, no context at all for this. And he just looks up, like, looking angry and depressed, and she says, can I have this file? And the police officer goes, no. So then he says, can I have this file? And the police officer goes, yeah. And that's the end of the scene! Wow. And he doesn't even, the file never comes up again in the movie. It's not even necessary. And this film is just stuffed with, like, two and a half hours of that. It's boggling. Will you, Will you so tell strange. me where she is? No. Will you tell me where she is? Uh, okay. <laughs> he doesn't even do a different inflection. I'm not joking. That's how quick the scene is. And he doesn't even do a different inflection. He just yeah. says it exactly the same way both times. Can I have this file? What, were your, just, what had been your feelings going into it, having seen the trailer? Were you, did you like the trailer? I thought the trailer, I thought the trailer looked goofy. I thought it looked really silly, but... I had hoped it could be good because the, the director's great and the cast is great. So I mm -hmm. thought, okay, they've just cut a goofy trailer out of something that's going to be good. Um, it, is, it is incomprehensibly 
bad, but in a very watchable way. Um, I encourage you to see it. <laughs> I, I kind of want to see it now, just for the disaster it sounds like. Is it, it is. bad on the, the level of a uh, Haywire? Did you ever watch Haywire? No. Oh man, that's that's a really bad. It's a. Who is it? I think it's a uh, Steven Soderbergh. Let me see. This is uh, a there, huge, huge cinema release. Yeah, this well. is uh, okay. So it was a Steven Soderbergh. It has Hugh McGregor, Michael Fassbender. Oh yes. Yeah, it had Michael Douglas, Antonio Banderas. I think uh, I did see that. So that bad. was bad. So but bad. It made like. This is no, but this is the thing. This isn't really just bad. It's just baffling. There really is no other word for it. Like it's. <laughs> It's just bizarre. It's very bizarre. Every moment of it, me and Haruka were just turning to each other. Did that really just happen? And it would just be like, a, it's such a long film. And then it would just be a shot of them, an aerial shot of them driving the car through this beautiful, really stunning scenery all the way through. Beautiful Norwegian scenery. And they're just driving this car. And then they just cram in all of this VO ADR to give us the story that for somehow, in the hours of other footage, they haven't managed to give us. And it's just like suddenly just a oh, quick sale of the things while we're not actually on anybody. <laughs> it's so weird, man. It's I would so say it. It sounds wonderfully <laughs> awful. Plus, he's called Harry Hole. How can you not love it? It's, it's based on a series yeah. of detective books. And apparently this wasn't the first book, which is why I think it's also you have no idea who Harry Hole is or what is going on with him. Like you he's a know. drunk and that's all you know. And he's quite hairy. Well, that's it. You it's need. You, it takes time to get to know a Harry Hole. You can't just. Ju- <laughs> you, you don't just, just rush in. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't can't just, just rush in. Jump right in. You got to nuzzle. You, just, you, you don't nuzzle bum out. rush in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, sorry. Thank you for letting me get that off my chest. Oh, well, also, <laughs> Chloe Sevigny plays identical twins in this movie. For no reason. Spoilers. <laughs> people die in this movie. And spoilers, one of them is Chloe Sevigny. And you know she's going to die because you see her in one scene in context where she's going to die. So it's not really a spoiler. But then afterwards, her twin sister shows up immediately afterwards. And you think, oh, something's going to go on here because there's twin sisters. Never turns up again for the rest of the movie. Like never. There was literally no reason for her to have a twin sister, for, her, for them to show a face, for anything. Other than maybe Chloe Sevigny came in one day and was like, I can also do this accent. Could I do... I can flatten my hair. Is it cool if I do a <laughs> or, scene like that? <laughs> or it was in her contract that she couldn't... She has to be in at least, like, four scenes. <laughs> you could have... Yeah. And they, cut, and they cut one of them, and they're like, fuck, we need to do one more scene with her. Are we... Are, like broken her contract. She's got a twin sister. She got a twin sister. She has a fuck. She has a twin sister. Whatever, man. Just put her in her fuck. <laughs> and Michael Fassbender's character. I think this is meant to be a cool character trait. He can't drive. He doesn't have a license. <laughs> so the whole movie's just waiting for people to drive him around. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird. Yeah. He doesn't like ride a bicycle or anything. Or uh, no, like, nothing. He just. He's nothing. just fucking. Man, Harry Hall. He's just, wait, he's just waiting around. Harry, Harry Hall wants to be driven around. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Harry Hall. Man, what an ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. All right. What like, else is happening well, this week? What, uh, while we're I don't the, know why you'd want to see anything else. but w- Well, yeah. while we're on the, the sort of subject of, of great films, let's, uh, jump to, <laughs> let's jump to Geostorm. Now, this is oh, a very man. interesting trailer. Uh, it's directed by Dean Devlin who produced the 98 uh, US version of Godzilla. 
uh, Independence Day and Stargate. It stars Gerard Butler, Abby Cornish, Ed Harris, Jeremy Ray Taylor, Jim Sturgis, Andy Garcia, Richard Schiff, and Talith Eliana Bateman. Uh, when the network of satellites designed to control the global climate start to attack Earth, it's a race against the clock to uncover the real threat before a worldwide geostorm wipes out everything and everyone. Oh my gosh! We the tra- I saw the trailer for this. The system. I think the trailer for this was on before Dunkirk. And I just oh, very appropriate. Yeah, it was just like oh my <laughs> just god, just the right target audience. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you have been you haven't seen this one, have you, Al? By any chance? No, it's not out yet, and I I'm not paying to see this movie. <laughs> I I tell you what, what's his name? Roland Emmerich, who used to make this kind of garbage, like with 2012 and the day before tomorrow, day after tomorrow and stuff. I used to like those movies. I really did. Day after tomorrow, it was trash, but I kind of enjoyed that kind of thing. This looks so fucking bad. Just yeah, I mean, at least Day After Tomorrow, it, it looked good. I mean, it wasn't... It was, you know, big action-y blockbuster trash, but it, it still looked kind of cool. This one just, yeah, like you just said, it looks awful. <laughs> it looks terrible. <laughs> yeah. Really terrible. Um, that shot of that plane just falling straight out. It's just... And it's, oh. And just all the stuff before, all the preamble, they're trying to build the tension of it coming. It's like, oh, I the just, beach. I, you thought you were going to go to the beach to cool <laughs> off? Well, guess what? You are frozen to death. <laughs> I can't tell if they're trying to play it serious or not, though. It's like, this would be fine if it was an asylum movie and they're just taking the piss, but I fear they're not. I fear they're not. Uh, what else is happening? Yeah, yeah, also, uh, it's, we- yeah it's just bad. okay moving on we have leatherface which is directed by alexandre basio and julia mori stars finn jones stephen dorf lily taylor nicole andrews and vanessa grasse grass uh this is about a teenage leatherface who escapes from a mental hospital with three other inmates kidnapping a young nurse and taking her on a road trip from hell while being pursued by a lawman out for revenge why is it always road trip from hell and not to hell? Yeah. Because if it's from hell, yeah. surely you're getting out of hell into better places. Yeah. Well, That's it's, all I have to it's because uh, they're, they're hell and that person's trying to get out of hell. Uh, so it makes the sense. Like geostorm, you know, it's a storm. Geo means land or I think earth. Uh, so it makes perfect sense that it's a geostorm. <laughs> Just for, just for clarity, for the for the everybody listening to this who can't see the magical Skype world that we're in right now, Justin's doing a, presumably the voice of this dog that he's holding up to camera. You do realize, Justin, no one can see that for context but us. Yeah, I know about that, but it's real cool. Oh my god! Uh, so yeah, we'll we'll be covering Leatherface in a couple of weeks' time on our Texas Chainsaw retrospective. So you can hear our thoughts on it there. I've actually spoilers, Justin. I've seen this movie. <gasps> what you already watched it? Yeah, because actually it had wow. this weird thing. We we timed our entire franchise when it was coming out in cinemas, and then we cinemas. found out that it had uh, it had like a release through one platform online uh, where you could see it. Um, a few weeks ago uh, and yeah 
I've seen this movie. And but so I'm, I'm going to watch it again. No, 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 it's cool, man. Before no, we do our podcast. Right. I want you to probably weren't even wearing your shirt. I thought... Uh, I was wearing my shirt, actually. I thought the trailer was really pretty. And it was cool how it just progressively got more violent and bloody. But still yeah. looked pretty. It was, it was interesting. Do you want to come watch it with us? You know, I haven't seen any of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre films. That's right. This is not going to be a part of the main one, so you're not missing out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Basically. But you might be. Go listen to our franchise retrospective that we poured tens of hours into. Um, it's actually like, I was dreading doing that franchise, but I've actually been surprised with the ones I've recommended, to be honest. Um, but yeah, there are some, some, some of the worst films I've ever seen are in that franchise. Worse than um, uh, the Nightmare <laughs> films. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it, the, cause this is the thing. It's like the Nightmare films are very much... They know what they're doing and they keep doing it, if you know mm-hmm. what I mean. They sort of change accents on it. The Friday the 13th films are kind of all over the all over the fucking place, but they know it's Jason like from number two onwards, you know. Um, the Texas films, just they don't no. know what... They're trying to turn it into a, a slasher franchise and they can't because it shouldn't be. So it's really weird every film's a completely different approach basically yeah. damn it uh, but we can't turn around there's no place yep. to turn around these roads <laughs> i can't remember what he said it's so good no it's the, it's uh renee Zellweger, isn't it when she's like driving yeah down. yeah and the guy's just, just like turn around it's like oh i can't it's like uh there's nowhere to turn around all these roads or something i don't remember yeah. what he says so, the so. fourth one is the funniest piece of shit uh this one's directed though yeah from these french directors who did inside and livid and they're really good directors but i'm not going to spoil my opinions of the movie yet all right moving on uh, we have only the brave directed by joseph kaczynski starring miles teller jennifer connelly we've got like these cr- all these films have or well, most of them have like these big crazy ensembles it's pretty yeah. awesome uh so this one's got miles teller jennifer connelly james badgedale josh brolin andy mcdowell jeff bridges uh, to name a few and this is based on a true story of the granite mountain hotshots who were a group not they weren't a uh chippendale stripping group they were a group well, we don't know yet <laughs> haven't seen it <laughs> could be how they stopped the fire <laughs> yeah. damn those guys uh, are so hot that the fire is so cold in their presence <laughs> Um, it's a, it's about a group of elite firefighters that risk everything to protect a town from a historic wildfire. Um, very relevant today. Yeah, with those crazy fires going on in Northern California, watching the yeah. trailer was, um, yeah, I couldn't help but reflect on that. And there were some pretty incredible shots in the trailer. Um, yeah. Thoughts? Yeah, I think this looks like a, like, it. it's so hard because, yeah, they... I don't want to say they've lucked out because it's very tragic what's happening, but their timing has been accidentally impeccable, I think, with the release of this film, and I think they'll do very, very well um, because of some of the sad things that are happening at the moment. But when I saw the trailer, because they brought out this trailer fucking ages ago to, to really amp up for this movie, and it looks like a 90s movie, but mm-hmm. done really well, you know? It's kind of like, right. I know everything's going to happen. It's going to be cheesy as hell, like, but it's based on a true story, so you have to allow it to be cheesy as hell. It's going to be very American, very patriotic and flag-waving. But the direction of it looks really cool, I think. Yeah. Yeah, like I saying, some of those shots look pretty fantastic. They look pretty yeah. hot. Yeah, it looked... Uh, I agree with you. I think it's got that... It's definitely going to 
dive deep into sentimentality and um, tragedy and overcoming tragedy in that sort of yeah in that very cheesy way but I think it's it, like, like stepping up to the plate essentially and becoming your becoming greatness I feel like it's one that I'd, I'd watch when it's when I can watch it at home yeah yeah I think it'll be the backdraft of this generation mm, backdraft mm. backdraft Kurt Russell right yeah yeah Back. The lead character at the beginning of The Evil Within 2 could have mm. uh, done with watching that movie so yeah. that he knew the physics of Backdraft and yeah. <laughs> didn't help Oxygen get into the house that was burning his daughter alive. Yeah. Anyway. I uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> overboard. That was a good one. What else is coming out this week? Uh, the Killing of a Sacred Deer, which is directed by Yorgos Lathimos. Who did the Lobster, Alps, and Dogtooth? This stars Alicia Silverstone, although I don't remember seeing her in the trailer. I don't think she's actually still alive, so I reckon this is like CGI'd her in, like Carrie Fisher. There you go. Uh, Nicole Kidman, Colin Farrell, and Barry Keown. It's about Stephen, a charismatic surgeon that's forced to make an unthinkable sacrifice after his life starts to fall apart when the behavior of a teenage boy he has taken under his wing turns sinister. This one looked really cool. I thought it really sort of piqued my interest. It looked very weird and there were some beautiful, beautiful shots in that as well, I thought. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm surprised that there's not more hype for this. Like after The Lobster really kind of exposed this director who's been doing great films for a long time and The Lobster somehow like brought him over to America and became this cult, you know, movie. Um, Yeah. I'm surprised people aren't talking about this movie more because it looks great mm-hmm. um, awesome poster as well all of his films have really great posters I'm very I want to know who does them yeah I was trying to think of what I've seen the the teenage kid from before but I couldn't, I yeah. couldn't remember um, same if, I, if only there was a way for us to look this stuff up but and, uh, sadly but, sadly we're not living in that day and age moving on no. Wonderstruck, which is directed by Todd Haynes, who directed Safe, I'm Not There, and Mildred Pierce. It stars Millicent Simmons, Julianne Moore, and Corey Michael Smith. This is about the story of a young boy in the Midwest um, who's told simultaneously... uh, The story of a young boy in the Midwest is told simultaneously with a tale about a young girl in New York from 50 years ago, as they both seek the same mysterious connection. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I I wasn't <laughs> that like was a long pause. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't massively struck by this trailer. I thought, ooh, you weren't wonderstruck by it. I wasn't wonderstruck exactly. You know, after seeing the sort of impressive trailers of the last three films I talked about, which all had something very engaging in each of them in their own different ways, this one I felt just didn't connect with me in the same way. And it yeah, was very, it was very jarring, like how they cut the story to tell those two stories, and how one's in black and white, one's in sort of like seventies yeah. kind of style color, and it's, it's sort of it, it, it didn't feel very cohesive to me, even in the trailer. Yeah, I, I like the idea of this more than I like how the trailer seems. Um, so yeah, I'll wait. If the reviews are great, then I might check it out. But like from the trailer, it doesn't do it for me. Okay. Moving on, we've got Tragedy Girls, directed by Tyler McIntyre, 
directed Patchwork. It stars Brianna Hildebrand, Josh Hutchison, Nikki Whelan, and Kevin Durand. Uh, Tragedy Girls is a twist on the slasher genre following two death-obsessed teenage girls who use their online show about real-life tragedies to send their small Midwestern town into a frenzy and cement their legacy as modern horror legends. So this is really, I'm getting excited right now because we're going to get to at the end of the podcast when we go into the box office. Uh, but Happy Death Day came out last week um, in America. It comes out this weekend in UK. And I'm really excited to go see it because it's a twist on the slasher genre as well, especially Groundhog Day meets Scream uh, for the millennial generation. And this again is like, this is meant to be like Heather's with a bit of extra slasher elements for the millennial generation. Um, and they both had good buzz. Happy Death Day's definitely had better buzz than this, but they've both been getting good reviews. Um, so I'm excited that maybe new versions of slasher films are going to come back again because we've kind of been lost for a bit. It's like you had the torture porn, then we had spooky ghosts, we found footage, paranormal spooky activity every year, paranormal ghosts. activity then stopped. <laughs> and now like Jigsaw thinks he can come back this year because he's noticed, oh, they haven't made a paranormal activity film in a, year, in a while. Maybe people are ready for more Saw. I'm interested to see how much money that makes. Uh, but I'm really hoping Slasher Film's going to come back because I'm a big Slasher fan. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, watching this trailer, I didn't realize it was a Slasher Film off the bat. And I thought, okay, it's this sort of like teenage story. Maybe. Uh, and then it had like the bit where they were tweeting or liking stuff. And it has like the image of the likes like appearing on the screen, like the little graphics. And I've noticed yeah, yeah. that in a lot of films now, and it's actually something that really annoys me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it I know. Shows, I'm like when people like when people are tweeting or st- using social networks, like how there seems to be like this need to also show that via a graphic. Like it's anyway. So I was yeah. already like, Meh. to be fair though, for this, to be fair though, for this film, it's the entire conceit of it is all about them trying to drive up their Ab- social media, like. Absolutely. So, like, once I got the context a bit more, then it was like, okay, cool, I get it. And I, I do, yeah, I feel the same. I, I really like this kind of twist on the genre. I think it looks really cool and it's really interesting. However, there was a part of me that couldn't help think about the true story about the two girls a couple of years ago that took one of their so called friends into the woods because they thought. Mm-hmm they had to please the slender man and they basically stabbed her and attempted to yeah. kill her um and so i couldn't help and loads put it sorry yeah so i was gonna and yeah there's been loads of stuff of people doing stuff like yeah free periscope that's why that got shut down of just mm-hmm. yeah, doing stuff horrific stuff like filming rapes and things like that to keep the social media population thriving yeah um, so yeah so I- it is kind of yeah it it's was of it, its time, but it could be too much on the nose. Yeah, so th- I felt kind of like a little weird about it, uh, personally. So yeah, yeah. Slenderman, yeah, I'm- Slenderman. Wait, did you, or you were talking about Jigsaw, and then you went to Slenderman. Sorry, so I was saying we're that this this film, story. yeah, made me think of the real life story about the two girls oh. who based on Slenderman or felt that they, to please the Slenderman, they had yeah, to yeah. kill this friend of theirs. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I didn't, yeah. See, I didn't see anything for the Jigsaw. I saw a bunch of billboards and I was like, oh, wait a second, what the heck? Um, yes, Jigsaw's so. been planning stuff for 10 years, apparently, is what it seems to be telling us in the trailers. He left yeah. clues for traps <laughs> 10 years later. 
Wow. Oh boy. That is a franchise that we will never be doing. Just to be clear. <laughs> yeah. I say that I say that every now and then, but we're never covering that franchise. Oh, I'm Cut not, to you. Hi, welcome to Geeks. We are we're doing <laughs> so. Yeah. Damn it. Um, what's going on so, then in the UK this week? So uh, you've already touched on one, Happy Death Day, which has already had its US release. Um, that'll be coming out. You'll also have Geostorm. Perfect. Woo! And uh, and probably at the top of that list, the My Little Pony movie. Dude, actually yeah, want to see is. that. <laughs> yeah. You really do? Yeah, I do. I, my friend saw I it I- and he said it was like, yeah, man, like it's, <laughs> there's a lot of like, you know, downer stuff Ponies. out in the world or just downer movies. Like if you just want to watch something that's chill, no brainer and fun and happy, that's the movie. <laughs> what's the my, that's what it's come to. The world is so depressing right now. We should all go see My Little Pony. Yeah. Um, but he's like, dude, better than Lego Ninjago. And I saw Lego Ninjago and I was very disappointed in Lego Ninjago. Yeah. Katie was just telling me like all of you were disappointed with that. Yeah. It's a shame really sad um so i'm excited to see my little pony all right well you can report on it for us please you I can will. be our official uh, eyes i will the be pony. the eyes of maybe the ponies. Um, maybe you can do like a one hour special podcast justin just justin you just do it buddy you just do it we'll upload it <laughs> um all right what games are coming out this week? So this week on October 17th on Xbox One and PS4, we have South Park, The Fractured But Whole. Yay! Harry Hole. <laughs> yeah, The Fractured. <laughs> the Fractured Harry Hole. <laughs> um, we also have on Xbox and PS4, uh, Elex? Elex? Yeah. Elex? Elex. Can't spell my name right. Um, and coming out on <laughs> PS4, Gran Turismo Sport. They still make those? Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. Apparently. Dude, I, I still remember when Grand the first Turismo. one came out on PlayStation. It was like, whoa! Everyone yeah. was so pumped. And then yeah, after a while, a of, I've heard like, I've heard that there's only like 100 cards in this, which compared to... which might, I might be wrong, but that's what I heard for a podcast. Um, which, yeah, listen, with Project Cars 2 and Forza 7 just came out, and they're both apparently vastly superior to this, but... Who knows? Uh, South Park's a big, big deal, though, that that's finally coming out because that's been delayed for a while and it's looking fantastic. Like, absolutely fantastic. And they just did an episode in the new season, apparently, which leads up into the game um, for context. Those clever, clever guys. Do you have to have have played the first one to be able to play the second one? No. Well, not at all. It's basically taking the same format as the first one, which was a spectacular game anyway, but refining it, like, completely. It's, It's... it's just so beautiful. It's ridiculous. It's just literally like living a season of South Park, and the, the writing's so funny. And they approach it wholeheartedly, like they're just writing a season of South Park. So it's it's full on, yeah, like exactly the same quality. Um, Amazing. Alex, by the way, is a um, it's from the people who did Gothic, um, and it's this weird sort of Skyrim world that then yeah. meets like Blade Runner world almost. It's really weird. It's very gothic. Yes. Uh, Yeah, it's a big open world sort of RPG that's janky as hell, but very open, apparently. You can literally just kill anybody and do what you want. Interesting. Uh, On October 19th on Xbox One and PS4, we have Life is Strange Before the Storm, Episode 2, Brave New World. (laughs) 
Um, it needs more titles. I know, right? Um, <laughs> Al, have you... I think you mentioned this briefly to me. I think it was you. I haven't played season mm-hmm. two of Life is Strange or this prequel or whatever it is. You have, haven't you? Yeah. And yeah, you- I play... Well, I started playing the first episode. Don't like it at all. Will not... Like, made me very angry. Very angry. They, like, the writing is didn't learn anything it's even more emo posturing than the first one mm-hmm. and i like the first one a lot um but yeah they added in we talked about it briefly uh, but they added in this new system where you have to basically piss people off and it encourages you it says like if you piss people off through dialogue system then you good things will happen and it literally tells you that it's like you have to be sassy and like beat people down verbally and then you'll get you know through the game and get you know benefits from that and that for me i found so ethically just horrible that i literally was like fuck you and just couldn't play the game anymore interesting but yeah that doesn't sound fun um finally on october 20th we have fire emblem warriors coming out on switch yay yeah 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 (laughs) that's it that's all we're getting from you yeah Um, what is that um it's just like a Dynasty Warriors version of, or a, yeah, Fire Emblem version of Dynasty Warriors, essentially. Yeah, I don't like Dynasty Warriors games, though, man. I like Dynasty Warriors. It's a fun game to play with, like, a friend, and you're just like, you know. I don't like endless mashing. It's just too much. Too just much. too much mashing. But when does that One Piece game come out again? It's out. What? Yeah, what the One Piece one's out. I've been yeah. playing it a bit. Wait, is it good? It's good it's not incredible but it's oh. definitely it's probably the best one piece game it's on ps4 so. you said uh it's out on switch and ps4 Ooh, i don't know which one i know that's the problem now honest to god my problem now is like you, you people keep going oh that game would be perfect on switch it's like, what game wouldn't be perfect on switch like how do you not you want uh, every game i'll tell you what away. game would be perfect on switch counter Steel battalion starcraft <laughs> um yeah. Super Italian. Okay. All right. Um, but you want like... Valkyria Chronicles. Um, right. Actually, maybe that would. I mean, they got a touchscreen, so you're kind of just... Valkyria just, Chronicles would be great. Just just any RTS. <laughs> but mo- you want... You want... Ga- like, every game fits the Switch pretty much, you know? To, like, take stuff away with you is... Just makes perfect sense. Um, but now i get really i struggle like stardew valley now came out on switch and that does seem like a really perfect one because you can just turn it on and play for a couple of minutes or you can play for a couple of hours yeah but i have it on the xbox already and <laughs> i started my little farm on the xbox and i like getting achievements so it's like well do i want it on the switch and i'm getting torn now it's like do you want the version you can take anywhere with you anyway or do i want the version that's on my ecosystem that i like but then it makes you go like oh well yeah this makes sense these are the games that i casually play which like realistically i feel like the switch is you have your main titles but then it's more of the casual gamer system um the where it's going now is almost making it like back to a normal standard system where you're like well yeah, i might as well just get it on the switch well i so i here's the thing and I, I appreciate i'm in a minority on this but i would pay for certain games twice i would happily give them twice the money if my saves would just carry back and forth between systems if I can buy Stardew Valley cool. twice on Switch and Xbox One, but I know whichever time I turn it on, either of those, it's carrying over, I'd be happy to do that. Hey, well, listen here, pal. Why don't you make a video game? You can do that <laughs> yourself. 
<laughs> now you know you know what does carry over uh rockstar's uh gta 5 online you could just bounce from any console and the online yeah but in the story didn't that pissed me off it's like yeah it with but the online. is it the like story Sweden. or is it your own story <laughs> that even makes sense <laughs> yeah because you do your own heist online you know and then you're with your posse i know and that oh, carries yeah, over right, fair enough harry hall Harry Hole, Detective Harry Hole. Um, when are they going to make a GTA 5 where you're like the cop? Or you're the like dude trying to hunt down the other people and you get caught up in stuff and become the bad guy? I think Rockstar's a fuck the man. I think it's called Max Payne. That's what that's called. Yeah, that's it. Uh, All right. What Blu-rays gonna, are coming out? We're going to move on to Blu-rays here in the US this week. You, we have Puppet Master, Toulon's Trunk. Uh, Samurai Jack. This is a ridiculous thing, by the way. Sorry, the Puppet Master film is trunk. It's all of the Puppet Master films, which are like 10 of them, in this fucking suitcase. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Oh, wait. they. Um, but it, it comes in a suitcase? Yeah, wait, it's like what? this weird suitcase thing. It's very strange. It's the most extravagant horror franchise collection Blu-ray I've ever you, seen. And it's for a really giant bad, suitcase? I mean, not a giant suitcase. It's kind of a small <laughs> suitcase. But it's it's a bad franchise as well so it's just strange uh can you give us a confirmation now whether we'll be doing a retrospective on puppet master <laughs> puppet master <laughs> more likely than saw that's what i'll say <laughs> okay. what about because i've never leprechaun. seen them properly i've literally just finished watching the entire leprechaun series i would happily do a franchise on that for sure amazing well i uh, think also, uh, danger would watch that one with you oh yeah all right done lock that in Okay, oh, coming man. up, we've also got Samurai Jack Season 5 or The Complete Collection. Um, season 5 was fantastic, by the way. We've got Batman vs. Really Two-Face, good. Spider-Man Homecoming on 4K, Serenity 4K, American Gods Season 1, and Stranger Things Season 1. Um, and just to jump and to the UK Blu-ray releases, we have The Lure, Criterion, Steam Boy, and Channel Zero Season 1. And just to highlight quickly, Batman vs. Two-Face is the last ever Adam West performance um, that he did before he died. Um, oh, wow. Which is, yeah, they, they, he did like a couple of animated movies that are done in the old Batman Adam West style, but are animated. Um, and I highly recommend The Lure, which is a fantastic, crazy movie. Uh, is Steam Boy the uh, uh, animated one? Yeah. Yeah, director of Akira one. Oh, I, I still need Steam to Boy. borrow your The Boy and the Beast. I'll probably just find it online oh yeah you should tell totally, that's a great movie uh thank you very much alexander those Chard. that's uh, that's this week's releases thank you it's good to be back that was a lot of that was a lot of stuff that was a lot of things that was a huge load man oh uh, yeah so i'm gonna jump in very very quickly with a little thing i like to call jason corner um no one's <sighs> reporting on friday 13th each week so that's our job because yeah that's who we are uh so there was some big stuff this week because it was friday the 13th last yeah. week so update came so let's walk you through them very quickly from jason corner the physical version of the game finally came out on friday the 13th on it you'll get a bloody jason skin and a counselor clothing pack emails have been sent out to backers like myself uh to let you know when you'll be getting that uh or you can just buy new versions from the shop but you won't have all the cool extras which you might get if you're a backer the bloody jason skin some people are all pissed with that because people are like oh i bought a digital copy why aren't we getting a bloody jason skin they're giving you so much stuff for free but they're even doing that they've said if you buy the physical version it's one design of bloody jason which you can put on all the versions of jason's 
But if you have a digital version, it's a different design of Bloody Jason. So there's two different types of Bloody Jason, letting you know if someone bought the digital or the physical. If you buy both, you will get both. Uh, Fox from part three, who is that cool chick with the crazy hair, yeah. which is literally every every 80s girl. Uh, she's coming soon. They were hoping to put her in the new patch, but it didn't happen quite in time. But here's what you did get in the new patch. whole bunch of stuff. Are you ready for this, Justin? Yeah. You got Jarvis's house. We have a new map, my friend. So this is uh, Jarvis, Corey Feldman himself. Uh, His house from the fourth Jason movie. Uh, Very excited. I've been playing a bit of it uh, last night. Cool stuff. Thanks for messaging Uh, me. We also get a new Jason who is from Jason Part 4. You're going to have to be level 44 to unlock him. He's got a cool, massive, like, cleaver weapon, which is, and some cool new death moves as well. Uh, we get a new counselor in Mitch Floyd, who's meant to be a character from part three, but they based the character from part three off Chong from Cheats and Chong. So it just looks like Chong is running around <laughs> all woods. Uh, you have to be level 24 to unlock him. Sweet. We also get rain. That's right. We get oh, some snap. weather effects now coming in. Uh, and they're going to be adding the ability to toggle rain on or off for private matches in the next patch. Um... We also get a thing called Counselor Push. So if someone's blocking a doorway and they're idle, you can now push a counselor out of the way. This does not work on Jason. It only works on other counselors. Yes. And all it does is make them turn around and walk a couple of feet. I do feel like a lot of people are going to be now running around trying to push each other in this game. Which is brilliant. Uh, get that Chivo. Uh, there is Thick Skinned Perk. has Now, uh, now it reduces damage from everything, um, which is great. It used to be just, what was it? It used to be just damage from certain things. I've forgotten. Um, the perks, when they've been updated, by the way, you have to unequip them and then re-equip them for the update to work with them, which is very important to know. And that feeds into a good little hack that we have here, uh, Justin, which is the Grease Monkey perk, which is one that I was lucky enough to get right at the beginning of playing the game, uh, which is where you can start cars quicker. Yeah. They found out that it's too quick. So they've actually made it less effective but if you had it equipped before the patch happened like I did and you never unequip it, it's going to stay that powerful forever because you have to unequip it and re-equip it for the patch to work. So Whoa. right now I've got a sort of mini hacked character. <laughs> uh, trap damage. All counselors now take the same damage from traps. It's not, it used to be variable depending on who you were. Uh, Jason, now, his footsteps are, no, sorry, are now silent when he's using the stalk ability. So he's even harder to hear. Thank Nobody goodness. Is that. Uh, and finally, they've changed Jason's stun duration timer. They've adjusted it for better balancing uh, because the previous patch threw it off a little bit. There's some of that's pretty much everything. There are a few other little minor things, um, but it's great. Like it's a big, big week for Friday the Thirteenth. Um, so yeah, I'm going to be launching back into that game again now properly because I kept saying I'm excited to go back to it when new map, new counselor, new Jason, new map, new me. New blood! <laughs> new blood! Did you say nude so blood? Nude blood, yes. My favorite oh, okay. type. Very quickly, before we get out of here, I wasn't going to do this. I wasn't sure who would be on this podcast, but since it's us three and we play these things called video games, uh, I wanted to quickly run through what is left to be excited about before the end of the year in video game form so we can all pick... Uh, I'm going to give us two games. Okay. Oh, so God, I don't even know what's coming, coming up. up. Oh, you're reading it. Okay, cool. I'm going to read you the list, yeah. And then you can pick the two games 
that you're most excited about still to come okay. this year. On October the 27th, this is the day of days, as people are calling it, because Leatherface hits cinemas, Stranger Things Season 2 hits Netflix. And in video game world, we get Wolfenstein 2, the new Colossus, on Xbox One and PS4. We get Assassin's Creed Origins on Xbox One X and PS4 Pro. And we get Super Mario Odyssey on the Switch. Uh, so that's a big fucking day. Those are big ones. November the 3rd, we're getting Call of Duty World War Two on Xbox One and PS4. On November the 7th, we get Horizon Zero Dawn, the Frozen Wilds DLC pack, just for PS4. November 10th, we get Need for Speed Payback on PS4, and we get Snipper Clips Plus for Switch. On November the 14th, we're getting The Sims 4 for Xbox One and PS4, LA Noir Remastered for Xbox One and PS4, Lego Marvel Super Heroes 2 for Xbox yes. One and PS4, and Rhyme for Switch. On November the 17th, we get Star Wars Battlefront 2 on Xbox One and PS4, and we get Skyrim finally coming to the Switch. On December the 1st, we get Xenoblade Chronicles 2 for Switch. On December the 8th, we get Hello Neighbor for Xbox One, which is a really cool little indie game. On December the 12th, we get Resident Evil 7, two DLC packs, Not a Hero and End of Zoe on Xbox One and PS4. And we get yet another HD remaster for Okami, the kind of secret Zelda game for Xbox One and PS4. So, still tons of games this year uh, to be excited for. Uh, quite a lot of remasters and re-releases, though. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're still... They're still doing that shit. I'm going to kick things off with, uh, like, obviously... Well, I feel obviously, maybe you do disagree. But the biggest game of of the year, really, outside of Zelda, is a double whammy from Nintendo this year, Super Mario Odyssey. The uh, first open-world Mario game since Mario Sunshine. Um, this game just looks phenomenal. It like, does. the more you see of it, the more it's just just incredible and it looks like nintendo doing exactly like what they're so good at doing uh, that's my first choice what about you guys uh well my first choice isn't that because i haven't played a switch before but that does look very beautiful and wonderful so it's not my first Maybe you choice. should switch it up and play it <laughs> you know it's a tough choice um i don't know you know what i'm going to say actually i'm going to choose a remastered game because i haven't played mm. it and I'm going to say L.A. Noir. Ooh. Because I never played that, but I've heard lots of good things about it. And just because I forgot yes. what all the other games were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, that'll do it. What um, was the later quarter for uh, Switch games coming out? Uh, is the end of Blade Chronicles 2 is coming out. Um, Superclips Plus is coming out. Rhyme is coming out. And Super Mario Odyssey, they're pretty much the big ones left on oh, Skyrim uh, for Switch. Oh, man. Excellent. Just dead silence. <laughs> I don't know. I've, I would say Super Mario Odyssey, but then you said it, so... <laughs> you can allocate... Come on, it's Super Mario Odyssey. It's yeah, I'm, legitimately going to be one of the it best It looks really cool. Made. Also, I want to play as a rock. That is actually... I, at first, I was kind of worried about Cappy and all the stuff. And I was like, no, yeah, yeah. I want to be a rock. I want to be a, a lamppost. I want to be a fucking... Like, Everything. Stomp. Yeah. yeah. Um, I want to be, be one uh, of those fireballs that bounce around and try to kill you. 
I know Katie's really excited for Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, I'm actually got a weird, because I, I think Xenoblade looks cool. I think Assassin's Creed Origins looks cool, but I'm yes. kind of still fed up with Assassin's Creed. The one I'm actually second most excited for is Star Wars Battlefront 2. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> the beta was great, but the fact that there's a single player campaign and we don't really know what that's going to be yet and how that's going to work, that excites me. It's so fucking pretty. And to have that game like on the, on the upcoming Xbox One X in campaign, Star Wars is like that excites the crap out of me yeah i i mean i'm stoked for the storyline because who knows what it is but i don't know i can't get past like that very polished i guess because it's super high grade steel and that's why nothing's destructible in the environment um i know that really pisses you off doesn't it i fucking can't it's a shooting game there has to be like at least something (laughs) (sighs) mother efforts I don't understand why they made battlefield one come on ea <laughs> like you can do it to star wars just do it people point. maybe people, jules lucas has something cited perpetuity if you cannot destroy his world i mean don't it's destroy just like, naboo if if you made it worse <laughs> star wars like dude you're dropping crazy ion bombs and stuff there should be a hole in the ground like if that is stuff that would happen oh my gosh people would be like oh star wars but it makes me just go like, my Star Wars. More and more, I'm getting disappointed with my Star Wars. I said fair it. Enough. I said it. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Um, yeah, so <laughs> thanks for reminding me about that list out. I think uh, Assassin's Creed Origins looks cool, but I feel a little sort of, I feel a slight sense of trepidation with that franchise and whether it's actually going to, feel new and fresh mm-hmm. which are kind of the last game what was the last one the one set in england it was just felt so tired at that point it's just like there's nothing kind of yeah. super new or interesting about this um but i would still love to play it battle battlefront super excited but i'm really really bad at those games um it's like with the first battlefront i loved it i love just being in the world it looked beautiful but i'm just really bad but I'm excited about the single-player campaign because that's what mm-hmm. was the same experience with Battlefield 1 where it's such a stunning and beautiful game, but the multiplayer, which is what it's built for, like I'm just terrible. So to be able to invest yeah. in like a single-player campaign mode really allowed me to experience that game in a way that I that I couldn't in the multiplayer. So I'm really excited and looking forward to that in, um, in Battlefront 2. And yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn DLC... I'm sure that'll be cool because, I mean, that game is just... The world is so beautiful. So it'll be interesting to see yeah. like how they build upon that, for sure. The world looks great in this DLC. It looks like Yosemite, pretty much. Um, it's all like uh, geezers going off and stuff. And like geezers. like English geezers in a pub? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oi, mate! <laughs> yeah. Oi! Oi, Oi you, redhead! You wanker! <laughs> get, off that, get off my dino. Yeah. That's um, my dino, you bloody... <laughs> thingy <laughs> apples and pears yeah um uh oh. assassin's creed origins though really quickly like it's it's the 20th mainline assassin's creed game like not including ios games not including those little like arcade ones that came out on xbox arcade or anything like the 20th and I, like, I appreciate they took a year off and they thought they're gonna amp people's excitement again then they filled that year off with a movie coming out but 
still like I'm, that's my problem i look at it and like well it looks beautiful but i know we're doing the same shit like there's a few little tweaks here and there it's a bit more rpg now but it's i i just i know i'm just gonna get bored very quickly again with it i'm actually more excited the beginning of next year they're bringing out a historic version of the game for schools where you can walk around ancient egypt like the world they've built you can just walk around it um and be a part of that world without all of the game mechanics basically i i kind of want that more <laughs> yeah that i just want to really be cool. in ancient egypt hang they, out um, buy some fruit they also have on <laughs> yeah. the horizon <laughs> um their ship battle system it's graceful you know the it's, uh, it's uh they basically took the ship ship battle system from black flag i don't say sales but that's a afi album um <laughs> uh the black flag game with the ships they made it where it's just a battle ship battle game which is oh, like, really yeah i mean it's like whoa cool but you have sea of thieves which is like way gonna be way God, more man, i can't common. wait for sea of thieves dude I we, we have an open can't wait we're having an open uh or not Sandwich? open but it's a 24-hour testing this weekend i played some yesterday yeah, so jealous, man! I really am. Cause I'm so excited for that. Did game. I show you my shirt that I got from no. uh, one of the? Ju- oh, I'll grab it real quick. Uh, so, right. yeah, be right back. I'm gonna start tidying up. Okay, the podcast. So. Oh, you I go, can't you hear go you. get naked. <laughs> All right, let's just be dumb before he gets back. Okay, so, um, yes, Alex, Al. I don't know what to, I don't want to say anymore because I've kind of said it all I have to say. Um. Any other games? Wolfenstein 2, people are crazy about. Like, that first game was a real hidden surprise. Um, yeah, no, I think... Yeah, and yeah, I've got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Skyrim on Switch as well. It's like, that was so cool to be able to carry that game around and play it. But it's about four or five years old now. It's like, um, you know, it's been a while. And I, I mean, is this... Another version of Skyrim. Will the Switch version be look like the kind of remastered version that was released last apparently year. it's not quite as beautiful as that but it's better than the original right so it's like it's close to that it is close to that yeah yeah i haven't opened um, this bag. and there's something about on the switch screen i think it's just so small that it just feels it just looks beautiful even though i think mm. the switch screen's only 720p but um it just, just looks 720p yeah i know it's garbage oh. oh that's a cool t-shirt just it's to show us a gold foil t-shirt gold foil skull and it's got like uh, ship silhouettes where the eyeballs should be i like it that Jeez, game man, man put on the... some pants uh, sorry. <laughs> sorry uh that is the game that i'm other than friday 13th is the game that i'm most excited about like we like we... well no friday 13th it feels an acquired taste sea of thieves is the game that i want to like everybody i know i'm gonna want to just get them copies and say please please let's go drink flaggots of beer and play accordions well, and sail you ships stick with me we'll be rich it. and we'll rule the seas <laughs> you're gonna know too much you're gonna have to scale it down a bit good use of the word so, uh, a solo ship <laughs> so that was episode 82 of, uh, <laughs> of geeks uh thank you very much guys for joining me uh justin yes if people want to say kind things to you what can, where can they do that uh to my face but uh you straight can... to your face you're a kind, nice man, nice eyes. Um, they have to find you. You can hit me up at <clears throat> I-T-S-R-A-D-L-E-Y. That's It's Radley. I-T-S-R-A-D. 
Ellie Wei. You always say it in this really creepy way, but just, I don't know how to take it. I feel like you're from Silence of the Lambs or something. Put the motion. Um, <laughs> Alexander Chard, where can people uh, molest you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Alexander Chard. I probably won't tweet back at you, as I very rarely use that platform. You can add me on Instagram. <laughs> they can find you. Al- go, yeah. Ah, you can add me on Instagram at Alexander Chard, and I probably won't comment on any of your photos. Or you can add me on <laughs> Xbox or, or on PlayStation. Uh, you can find me as Rainbow Chard, all one word. I probably won't accept your request and play any games with you. Wow. So if you want to be snubbed. Hey, man, some people get off on that shit. Some people like, he sounds like hard work. Yeah. I'm in. Go for it. Challenge I'm gonna, accepted. I want to climb this mountain. <laughs> We're going to climb this Harry hole. Uh, I've been your host, Mr. Al White, on all the social medias. Uh, if you just go to mralwhite.com, you can branch out to all of my things. Um, we'll be back next week with episode 83. And we're going to be, actually, it might be next week or the one afterwards. We're going to pick out uh, the best films on Netflix that you should be watching for Halloween. Because uh, we're getting right into that Halloween season. Ooh, and I want to that discuss. List which call spooky films people should be watching for free at home. Thank you very much. Until then, we are out. Geeks. Geeks. Uh, Geeks.